0: To this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson.
1: Until the Lord comes back, guess what He wants to do? He wants to keep being that wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace to you. He wants the increase of his government and peace to continue to develop in your life and he also wants us as citizens of the kingdom to recruit others to become part of the kingdom.
0: Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian concludes our special Christmas series. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7 in a message titled, The Government Upon His Shoulders. Now, here's Pastor Brian.
1: And it's a beautiful thing to see the hand of God working in the mundane things, you know, that seemingly just, you know, you might look at something from a certain point of view and it, it has no significance whatsoever. In, it seems anyway, in from the eternal standpoint. But then you find that as circumstances suddenly change, you find that, oh my goodness, this this is amazing. Look how this has worked out. And we see this. We see it in our lives. And and so when we think of the Lord as being wonderful, this is part of what is being communicated there. Just the, the wonder of his omniscience the wonder of his omnipresence and these great attributes of his. But then he's the counselor as well. And he counsels us today, doesn't he? I don't know where I would be if it were not for the counsel of the Lord. He counsels us through his word. How many times have you had the experience of being perplexed, of being dismayed, of being disheartened and you open your bible and there's a word from the lord and you know it's from the lord because it's speaking right to your situation and it's you know kind of leaping off the page and it's just it's going into your heart and it's bringing you that wisdom or that comfort or whatever is needed at the time and i thank god for his counsel in my life through his word i thank god for his counsel in my life through his people. I call my wife, sometimes I call her Abigail, not because that's her name, but there's a woman in Scripture named Abigail who gave great and wise counsel to David. When David was hastily going to do something Abigail steps in, and she just gives him the wisest counsel imaginable. She just says, oh, my Lord, you don't want to do this because God is with you, and God's ultimately going to fulfill his will and his plan for you, and you don't want to have any regrets. And David said, blessed are you of the Lord, and blessed is the Lord who sent you to me, and you have stopped me from taking things into my own hands. And I can think of so many times when I have wanted to take things into my own hands, or, or, you know, I've wanted to do something, and my wise Abigail has spoken up and said, no, you don't want to do that. And we get this counsel from the Word of God. We get this counsel from God's people. And I'm sure many of you can give examples, and you can think of times. You know, I have this funny Experience It happens to me all the time. I'll be talking to somebody, and they will tell me something I told them two years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that changed their life. And I don't even remember the conversation. Sometimes I feel bad. Say, you know, when you said this to me, and I'm thinking, Did I said that? Wow. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> But, you know, that's the Lord working. That's God giving counsel through his people to one another. It's the word of wisdom. It's the word of knowledge. It's those prophetic things that come. So you see, my point is this. These things for us, because the child has been born already, the son has been given, and for us on a personal level, these things are already being experienced. We're awaiting the day when they're universally experienced. And that's coming. And the fact that we experience them personally is one of those things for us. It's it's a reminder that this is what the future holds for the universe itself. So he's the counselor, but then he's the mighty God. He's the mighty God for us. He conquers our foes. He overcomes our adversaries. And of course, particularly the devil himself. We're in a battle And we have a great power that's opposing us and and working against us. And if it were not for the Lord's intervention and for his protection and for his defense of us, we would be crushed under the iron fist of Satan. But he's our mighty God and he comes in In that conquering sense, and he overthrows the enemy and he foils his plans. You remember how Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Satan has desired you to sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. And when you're restored, strengthen your brothers but Jesus is essentially saying, I'm standing up for you. I'm defending you. Satan wants to destroy you, but I am not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to stand up against him. And that's what he does for us because he is our mighty God. And sometimes Satan stands up against us in a sense that it's, it's primarily spiritual. It's, it's, more or less invisible. It's an attack upon our soul, our spirit, our mind. And sometimes we feel helpless to do anything about it, but then the Lord comes in. I remember a season in my life, I've shared this before, maybe it'll encourage somebody if I share it again, but I remember a season in my life where I was just under tremendous attack, battling with sickness and and experiencing a tremendous attack upon my mind and my spirit and my soul and feeling that I was just going to be mowed down by the enemy feeling helpless and unable to stand against this tremendous onslaught that was coming against me and the Lord was encouraging me through others that he was with me and he was going to guard me and keep me and all of that but you know Those promises would come, and as quick as they'd come, they'd seem, I'd seem to lose the ability to to hold on to them. And I remember as I was there one evening and I was in this place of distress mentally and and spiritually, very much agitated and oppressed. And God had been speaking to me about Him being my my shield and, and all of those things. I had asked Cheryl to hand me something to write on and she just picked up a a little piece of paper and just flipped it a few feet across the room onto the table and as it came through the air there and kind of flipped around it landed face up with these words the battle is the Lord's. You won't have to fight he'll fight for you. And it was just that that word of encouragement that got me through just that that confidence, But sometimes the devil uses people. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. But what, what Paul's telling us there is not that people aren't involved, but they are involved, but they're not the ultimate source. There's a source behind it. And sometimes the enemy uses people against us to oppress us and to seek to condemn us and things, but we have on our side the mighty God, and we can have confidence in his protection and in his ability to overthrow the evil one, and then, of course, the everlasting father, the father of the ages, the one who controls all of history, the one who controls all of time, the one who spoke the universe into existence. And again, you see, these are these are truths that I have to, I have to get drilled into my head because many things will come along in life that try to, you know, dissuade us and confuse us and, and undermine our, our confidence. But we have to keep coming back to these fundamental things that, Our confidence is in the Lord who created us. Submitting ourselves, as Peter says, to the Lord as to a faithful creator, the father of the ages, the one who has authority over all of history. I love to think of that. I have this strange fascination with history. I don't know what it is. It's just, I just, I like it. I don't know why. It's just the story of human failure over and over again, but (laughs) it really is. But but it's interesting to me. But, you know, as I kind of go through these seasons where I'll study different histories of, you know, maybe the American history or European history or, you know, ancient civilizations or whatever, but as I'm going through it, I just, I can see all of the, the human failure, but then you just, again, you just see God's hand working through history. And it's absolutely amazing. But we need to remember that. You know, nothing is out of the Lord's control. And I think sometimes we get very impatient. And we think that, you know, things should have already happened the way our prophetic scenario perhaps told us it was going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen or it didn't happen or it doesn't seem like it's going that direction, we we get discouraged. We just have to keep in mind that he is the father of the ages, that he is the God of history, and that he is working out a plan, and we can go all the way back to the beginning of time, and we can follow that redemptive thread. I just finished reading the, the minor prophets again. Just began there, you know, with Daniel, and then read right on through to Malachi over a few weeks And as I read through that, and I specifically, I look at these promises to Israel and looking at them in their context and realizing that these promises have not yet been fulfilled. There's no point in the past that you could look at and say certain of these prophecies, oh, well, that was accomplished then. It was not accomplished. So they're promises that are yet to be fulfilled. And I'll tell you, for me, when I read those promises and I think of Israel's history and I think of their, you know, going back to their rejection of the Messiah and their expulsion from the land and all of those hundreds of years going out to about 2000 years of this diaspora, this dispersion throughout the world diaspora technically goes back even further but let's just say for the two thousand years from from titus the time of titus 70 ad and then i think of what's happening in israel today and i think of how god has providentially brought them back into the land and i think of how things are coming together for all of the fulfillment of these prophecies to occur and i'm just astounded that he is the father of the ages he is the god of history He's the God who's working all of history out. And I always think about this. Who would have ever dreamed 100 years ago? Who would have ever dreamed that Jerusalem would become a significant city once again and the center of world attention and the source of international strife? Because 100 years ago, Jerusalem was nothing. Nothing. It was nothing. It was an ancient city that had an ancient history, but it had no relevance to the modern world. And look where we've come in such a short time. But guess what? God said we would come there. And in some cases, 3,000 years ago and even longer. And we see that he is the God of history. And if he's the God of history in the larger sense, then, of course, he's the God of your personal history as well. And he knows your personal history. And he knows where you've been, and he knows where you're at, and he knows where you're headed. And he's working out his plan. So we we rest in these things, and then he is the Prince of Peace. I have to say that I have in recent months, I have been finding myself needing more than normally to really lay hold of the peace of God. I make the mistake of spending too much time reading the news, and I lose my peace big time, and I get frustrated, and I find myself fretting over things. I find myself just upset. I find myself wanting to, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to do something. And the Lord will just catch me and he'll just turn me toward himself and just say, I'm in control. Be at peace. Let my peace rule. Let my peace govern your heart and mind. I try not to get involved in, you know, the whole political thing. I try to just stay as far away from it as I can, but I, I always get sucked up into it, at least in my head. You know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night debating <laughs> in the House or the Senate or something, I go, what, what am I thinking? And I can get all worked up over this stuff. And then the Lord will bring me back around and just say, it has to be this way. Rest. Trust me. And then, of course, you know, those, those personal things. When we go through those personal things, when you go through the financial crisis, when you go through the physical, the health crisis, when you go through things with your family, and these are things we all go through, aren't they? You know, there's no... Exemption for us as believers. There's no immunity. We have trouble in the world just like everybody else does just because we live in a fallen world. We have things happen to us. We things, have things happen in our families. We have things happen with our children that we never wanted to happen or would dream that would happen. We find ourselves in financial distress at times. And all of these things could easily crush us, but this is where we look to the Prince of Peace, and we let his peace rule in our hearts and minds, and again, you know, on that level, the Lord has many times in the last few years just invited me, more or less, Brian, put that in my hands. Entrust that to me. Let me deal with that. Let me take care of that. You can't carry that burden around. And I'm finding that I'm able to do that easier than I used to be able to do it. I guess I'm just realizing how powerless I am to change things. But it's becoming easier for me to just let go of it and to put it in the Lord's hand. And and I think secondly, there's also the element of I'm seeing what God can do when I put it in his hands and how much of a better job He does at taking care of these things than I can do. I look at my children and I think of all the anxiety and all the worry and all the fear and and I look and I see all that God's done as I've just continued to turn those things over to Him and allow His peace to guard my heart and mind and I see He's so faithful. So, this is a picture of where things are headed universally. We get to have a taste of it today. We're living in the kingdom already. The kingdom hasn't come in the universal sense, but it's coming, but we are citizens of this kingdom. And so we have a taste presently of what the world collectively will experience in the future. But until the Lord comes back, guess what he wants to do? He wants to keep being that wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, prince of peace to you. He wants the increase of his government and peace to continue to develop in your life and in my life and he also wants us as citizens of the kingdom to recruit others to become part of the kingdom. And the great advertisement really is not merely in the track that you would hand somebody, but the great advertisement is the life that you're living that gives significance to the track that you hand somebody you see, that's the thing. And you've got to think of it like this. If a person is living under the reign of the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, you've got to think that this is going to evidence itself. This is going to show itself. There's going to be something about us that's going to be distinct from those who are outside of the kingdom. And this is where letting our light so shine before men, trusting God, believing in his goodness and his love, and just letting that flow out from our lives as we go out into wherever we go out. God's got us all situated in different places. And what he wants to do is he wants to bring into each and every relationship a taste of the kingdom that those outside and even in opposition or resistance might be drawn in to become partakers. And so we've got it today. The child that was born, the son that was given we've already received or begun to receive the benefit and the blessing of that, and we just wait for the day when this is universally realized. And God himself alone knows when that time is going to come. We don't have to so much worry about that because we can just ourselves experience the kingdom in ever-increasing ways as we give ourselves over to seeking him. And so here we are. I'm excited because I believe that the Lord has good things in store for us in this year to come. I believe that God is at work and he's gonna keep working. And I believe it's gonna be a year of blessing for us as his people And how can it be anything but that with the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace at the helm of your life? You can't beat that. You can't improve on that. It's as good as it gets. So, praise God for that.
0: let join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource. Beautiful People Don't Just Happen is the title of a book by Scott
1: Sauls, And the subtitle is How God Redeems Regret, Hurt, and Fear in the Making of Better Humans. And I think in the title and the subtitle, we can see that this book is going to be really helpful in helping us understand how God is using the challenging things in our life to make us, in the end, more like Christ. So my recommendation here is Scott Saul's book, Beautiful People Don't Just Happen. Pick up your copy. I know you're going to be
0: blessed by it. Again, this month's resource is a book titled, Beautiful People Don't Just Happen, How God Redeems Regret, Hurt, and Fear in the Making of Better Humans by Scott Saul's. You can order the book, Beautiful People Don't Just Happen, by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it, and then click on the Donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book, Beautiful People Don't Just Happen, by Scott Sauls, to remind you to assign a purpose to your regret, hurt, and fear. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue next week with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we resume our study in the book of Genesis. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.